Alright everybody, welcome back to another edition of the Warning Track Talk Podcast with your host Dave and Dave. And uh, Dave came up with uh, most of this episode, so I'll let him take it away in a short while. Uh, but just we have some Phillies offseason updates and uh, some big news regarding uh, a candidate that might have came back to the Phillies if this didn't happen, Dave. And uh, it, it seems like a loss in, uh, in terms of an arm out of the bullpen. So uh, yeah, if you want, Dave, you can take it away. Sure. So uh, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, but first, we thought that we'd do a uh, Phillies offseason update. So that's what this is. Um, and our first bullet point that we're going to be talking about in today's podcast is, according to John Clark of NBC uh, Sports, the Phillies still have not made an official offer to JT Ramuto. And this tweet by John Clark was actually put out on 12-29, all the way back in the wonderful year of 2020. Um, so this is, of course, big news. There's been other rumors out there that the Phillies did offer JT Ramuto a deal, but uh, John Clark, who you know has many sources within the Phillies organization, um, you know, a very reputable source, uh, says that the Phillies have not made an offer. So I, I would take his word over some others. Um, and you know, the question is here, Dave. Obviously, is you know why not? You know what I mean? Well, why has there not been at least you know let's say five years, a hundred million dollars? Um, put out there. Of course, you know, we think that it would go closer to 120 or maybe even 130 or 125 or somewhere around there. But why not even offer them, you know, 20 million dollars a year? Uh, it seems like it's a no brainer. And for them still not to have made an offer like what, two months into the offseason is it, pretty ridiculous. Right. Um, I agree with that entirely. I, I think when it comes to Rumuto, uh, I think a lot of people on this pod know how much that we want him back. And I think he needs to come back. Obviously, uh, Andrew Knapp holding down the fort is not enough. I think we do need JT back. Uh, everyone loves him. Uh, he's a hard worker on and off the field and uh, seems like a great guy. Bryce seems to think so. And uh, he's definitely uh, one of those guys that really wants JT back. But we'll have to see what happens. Um, in, in terms of them not really putting out an offer, it's... Uh, I don't know. In in my opinion, it's a little bit embarrassing. You know, this is a guy that uh, really helped the Phillies, and he's a guy that you really need back. And it just comes down to how essential JT is behind the plate. Um, aside from that, uh, talking about the Phillies organization and uh, their direction, obviously um, the retool and everything was talked about uh, in the Dave Dombrowski press conference. And um, I don't know. It, it just it seems like they might want to uh, abstain from spending too much money. I don't know if that affects the uh, JT Romuto outcome this offseason in terms of him uh, being able to sign another contract with the Phillies. I definitely think that it has a little bit of impact, if any, uh, on that. But uh, I think if the Phillies are primarily motivated to re-sign JT, then I think that's something that they just need to get done. Um, ultimately, though, I think that it's just something that they're waiting out on. Obviously, we've seen uh, signings that have been waited out on. Like uh, we've been drooling over hearing news on Manny Machado or Bryce Harper, and we, you know, you get news late into the off season, and sometimes even into spring training. Um, and Jake Arrieta was another one who we had to wait for. So. I mean, free agents do hold off for a while. Obviously, uh, we'll have to see how the market plays out. Uh, James McCann's already signed, so 
the market's looking to shape up a little bit for JT, and it seems like most teams uh, might just be out of the running either because they sign guys like um, you know Mike Zanino or James McCann or others. So JT, he's running out of suitors. It makes the Phillies a little bit more likely, in my opinion. And um, I think the Phillies are just going to wait it out to try and get the best deal possible. Is that is that a good choice? Is that uh, something that's smart? I mean, I guess from a business perspective, but if you really need a guy back and uh, another team's willing to nab him, then you, then you better go after him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I agree with you. Uh, I mean, like I said, I would at least have, have offered J.T. Romucho a contract because, you know, you see other teams, even if, you know, you know you don't want to spend money or maybe for some odd reason, you know, they don't want to bring them back. You at least offer them a contract because who knows, you know, there may be something, maybe another team might offer them a little bit more money. Maybe the market's lowered based off of J.T. having that injury last season. And let's be honest, his workload has been heavy the past couple of years. That may hurt his price uh, by a couple million. Who knows? Um, so, you know, we'll have to see, uh, but like you said, I, I think this is going to be a uh, down to the wire type of thing, but of course, uh, I think the Phillies should at least have made an offer here, but I for sure see, you know, the, the Phillies and other teams too, you know, waiting, um, probably into February to, to really get the deal done. I don't really see it happening prior to then, uh, but we'll have to see. And, and the next question here, where I know Dave, you touched on Dave Dombrowski and that the question is, you know, will Dave Dombrowski be able to retain JT uh, and still build a bullpen, uh, you know, of good free agents and trade pieces? You know, not guys um, like Michael Yanoa, who we talked about in, in the past episode. No no shade thrown at Michael Yanoa or Natalie Feliz or Ian Hamilton. It just is the truth is these guys, you know, is their potential there? Yes. But are they known to be major leaguers who have success? No, um, at least not a large part of success. So, you know, Dave, will he be able to do this, especially if Middleton wants to keep the budget, you know, somewhat low heading into the 2021 season? Um, I So really, I see Dave Dombrowski as a guy who's, um, you know, in here to try and get the Phillies back to a championship, right? He's, he's a guy who's trying to mentor Sam Fold and show him the ways of a general manager or maybe even a president of baseball operations in the near to distant future. Um, Dave Dombrowski has been really receptive, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, with a lot of, uh, the Phillies front office, the Phillies staff, and just, uh, the different people that revolve around the business of the organization, or, uh, just even the, uh, the faculty there or, um, the team. From that perspective, I think with Dombrowski knowing, uh, the team and their intentions, I think he's going to be able to retain JT. I definitely think that the Phillies organization is one that wants to keep JT. They love him as a player and they know that the fan base wants him back. And so by the organization knowing that and a lot of the people in it knowing that, Dave Dombrowski definitely knows that. I know Dave is one of those guys who, um, you know, for the most part gets along with everybody and seems like a really good guy. So, um you know, from what I know, he's going to be really receptive uh, in that regard, and I do think he's going to be able to get a deal done. I'm pretty confident, especially with teams closing out. I know the Phillies aren't exactly the biggest uh, market team, but they're definitely a sizable market, and they do have a, um, you know, they have money to work with, as Dombrowski said in the press conference uh, when he was talking to John Middleton. So uh, from that regard, I do think, and 
I do have confidence in them being able to get a JT deal done. Um, the only question now, like you said, is will they be able to build a bullpen of good free agents and trade pieces? And so obviously um, picking up Jose Alvarado was a very, very solid move by the Phillies. Um, it's definitely a trade that has to work out. I know we've had a lot of guys that we brought in that haven't worked out in the past. And having a guy like Jose come in who throws extremely hard with uh, really good movement on his different pitches, uh, that's something that we really um, would like to see pan out, especially with the addition of Caleb Cotham as the pitching coach. Hopefully he could do something like he did with Trevor Bauer and uh, making him into a Cy Young award winner. But obviously uh, not to that extent. Um, we don't obviously you expect something a little bit more realistic, like um, maybe just being able to have him succeed uh, at around a three ERA or maybe just even, uh, you know, helping him punch out guys or just yeah having more success uh, with the Phillies organization and building off of those earlier years in his career. Um, aside from that, uh, just not touching on Alvarado, but getting into some other free agents or uh, trade pieces. I think that they're going to just want to build a bullpen around a budget and they're going to go out and they're going to try and uh, maybe get one or two free agents that, you know, their names, um, but, you know, they're not exactly superstar talent. Um, and, you know, one of those guys that I think of is maybe Archie Bradley. Maybe he's someone who's still in the conversation for the Phillies. I definitely think that he's a good candidate to be picked up. I think if you go out and you get a guy like that um, or someone of a similar, um, a similar, I guess, way of playing or performance wise, I think that that would be a good fit for the Phillies. Um, obviously, like I said, with their payroll or with their um, lack of ability to want to spend, uh, quote unquote, stupid money or something like that. Um, then I, I don't necessarily think they're going to go after Liam Hendricks. It would be really nice, but uh, my confidence on that happening is starting to dwindle. So um, that's just my perspective. Uh, I do think they're going to fill out some pieces in the bullpen still. I think that's yet to come. Uh, but do I think that they're going to make a bullpen um, of expensive free agent contracts or even sizable free agent contracts? I don't think so. Uh, like I said, Liam Hendricks uh, for me is out of the conversation, but Archie Bradley and a few others that they might bring in. I don't know whether they're going to be diamonds in the rough or maybe they even bring Jose Alvarez back. Uh, that would be something I'm totally interested in. But uh, in terms of that, uh, yeah, that's pretty much how I see things, Dave. I, I do think the Phillies have to build a bullpen around guys who are, you know, not inexperienced, even if you're going to go, you know, budget easy, I guess you could say, for lack of a better term. Um, you still need to build around guys who have experience uh, in the major leagues and not guys who are just kind of triple-A relievers throughout their entire career. So I, I think that's something the Phillies need to work on. Uh, Adam Morgan, uh, the former Phillies left-hander, has signed a minor league deal with the Chicago Cubs, according to Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia. And this minor league deal also includes an invite to the Cubs spring training camp. Uh, Morgan had a pretty solid 2018 and 2019 season out of the Phillies bullpen. However, late in the 2019 season, when it seemed like everybody was going down, uh, him, Sir Anthony Dominguez, I think it was Tommy Hunter, Pat Neshek, everybody was going down uh, late in 2019, and so did Morgan. 
Uh, and he also had injury problems throughout the entire 2020 shortened season. Morgan posted a 5.54 ERA in 2020 in 17 games. He gave up 14 hits in 13 innings of work. He also walked six batters, so the command was not there. However, he was able to strike 16 batters out, so I guess that's really the only plus there. Uh, all those stats are from baseball reference, and I'm going to be honest with you. Um, 2018, I was a fan of Adam Morgan, but 2020, I, I really wanted to, you know, I, I was upset with the guy. I thought he could have done better. You know, I knew there were some times where he was dealing with injuries, but then he came back and they're like, oh, he's healthy. And the guy just sucked. The guy couldn't get out. Home runs galore. Um, and it was something that he needed to work on. And I think that's why the Phillies decided to, uh, to to not re-sign him and the Cubs decided to pick him up. I think it's a good signing for them. Uh, but, you know, how will the Phillies replace Morgan? Because when he was healthy, you know, you have to admit he was solid. He didn't have a great 2020 season. 2019 was eh. Uh, especially towards the back half. But, I mean, the guy had a pretty good 2018 and a pretty good first half of 2019. So you have to say there is some success there uh, pitched in a three-year, right, which is not too bad uh, coming out of the pen. Um, but, you know, how will the Philly, you know, wh what way will the Phillies go is what I'm trying to say, Dave. Um, you know, re to replace Adam Morgan, you know, do they try to pick up Jose Alvarez, who is coming off of, well, we know the injury he was coming off of. <laughs> And, you know, they also traded for, you know, Jose Alvarado, who will be another lefty in that pen. But he's really the only lefty that is there right now that is a guy that you could see, well, see, actually be, uh, you know, in that starting bullpen. Besides that, you don't really have any other left-handers. You know what I mean? So I think that maybe Jose Alvarez will be uh, the, the pickup. Yeah, um, like I mentioned earlier in the pod, well, actually, probably more like five minutes ago. Yeah, I, I do think that Alvarez is still a solid candidate for the Phillies to pick up. I know you're not going to get him for a bunch of money. You know, he's not a big name. Uh, but, you know, you could get him for like uh, between three and five million a year. Uh, if you want to pick him up on a one or two year deal, um, then maybe, uh, you know, between six and eight. Then, you know, I, I think Alvarez is a very considerable uh, piece to go out and get. Um, but touching on Adam Morgan real quick, I mean, taking it back to um, the Phillies back in, what, 2013, 2014, uh, I, I believe he was pitching in the starting rotation back then, and, you know, at times he was fun to watch, but most of the time Adam Morgan had to um, make adjustments, and uh, I feel like Adam Morgan um, in most of his earlier career um, was like a Nick Pavetta and sort of got hit around and was trying to find his stride, and then, you know, we put him in the bullpen, he started to have a little bit of success, and then, you know, of course, the uh, health issues came up with the injuries, so Morgan didn't exactly pan out here in Philadelphia, ultimately, uh, even though he has a long history here, and, and I think, uh, Dave, just both of us growing up, uh, we used to watch Adam Morgan a lot, and just seeing him go to the Cubs feels off, it feels odd, um, but Obviously, um, it's a time for change. Uh, we're seeing that in the front office, just reshaping it um, basically entirely. And um, having some players that maybe we've known uh, for a while leave and um, some players brought in like, uh, uh, what's his name, Jose Alvarado and others. So, I mean, this is just, you know, this these are the tides of change coming in. Uh, will we miss Adam Morgan? Uh, it's for me. A little bit hard to miss him just because of the uh, lack of success that he's had over the past few seasons. Um, but if he does have a bounce back year, uh, then he's going to have a bounce back year with the Cubs. Uh, I see Adam Morgan as a guy that when he is healthy and he hits his stride, he can pitch to around a 3 ERA, 3.5, well, maybe not a 3, but 
or a 3.6, like, you know, somewhere in that ballpark. But normally Adam is between a four and a four and a half. Uh, so he's not great, but uh, I think he's one of those guys that can serve as a long man in your um, in your bullpen or maybe as a sixth inning guy or maybe even a seventh inning. But uh, he's definitely not one that's going to be a setup or even a closer. Yeah, I I I think that's a pretty good piece. I mean, you look at the Cubs; they're they're trying to you know rebuild, and at least that's what it tells me from getting rid of you, Darvish. Um, so they're shopping some other players. Uh, Adam Morgan could be a start to uh, to kind of fixing their bullpen. Um, remember the the Phillies also picked up right-handed pitcher Neftali Feliz, uh, right-handed pitcher Michael Yanoa, and also right-handed pitcher Ian Hamilton to this point, along with Jose Alvarado. Just things to uh, to keep in mind when you're thinking about bullpen and, and bullpen depth. Um, so that pretty much, I believe, wraps up uh, the podcast uh, with talking about Adam Morgan and then him being shipped off, shipped off to the Cubs. Uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, you know, in his success. I know that we'll keep track for the most part, and, and we'll let you know how he does with the Cubs. Uh, but our next podcast, or one of our next podcasts, will be a Phillies Q&A. And that means we need your questions. Yes, you listening, our listeners, we need your questions uh, you can either send them to us if you know us, you know, our personal Snapchats or Instagrams, but go check out Dave's Instagram, which is Major League Talk, and you can send him your questions um, over there, and we'll try to answer them all together here on this podcast. And they can be anything from uh, anything about the Phillies, not any, anything about the Phillies or baseball in general, if you wanted to ask baseball questions, but specifically the Phillies, um, you know, questions about the lineup, questions about trades, questions about the historic bullpen struggles in 2020. Uh, or you can ask us more casual questions uh, like Citizens Bank Park food options. You know, do we prefer popcorn or water ice? You know, what, what anything. We'll answer anything related to the Phillies. We will answer uh, here on this upcoming uh, Q&A. So get your questions in. Uh, I already have, a, I think, a couple of them. And, and I think uh, Dave and I were trying to work to get some more questions from you guys. So uh, make sure to send them in. Uh, the sources we use in this podcast were John Clark. Uh, Jim Salisbury of NBC Sports Philadelphia and baseball reference for all the stats on Adam Morgan. Pretty much it, buddy. Are, are you ready to uh, wrap up episode 74? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure. Uh, in terms of uh, my Instagram account, yeah, you guys can hit me up there if you have any questions uh, regarding the next podcast. And uh, even if we don't get that many questions, we're still going to do the podcast. So uh, if you want, try and get them in. And, uh, you know, like Dave said, it can be pretty much about anything regarding Citizens Bank, about the team, about the future of the franchise, anything you could think of, uh, whether it is Phillies or whether it's even another baseball team like the Mets or the Dodgers. Doesn't matter. It's fine. We'll do it. And uh, we're going to have fun while we do it as well. We usually do have fun doing the podcast anyway, as we keep on rambling about the Phillies and some uh, nonsense. But <laughs> anyway... Uh, thank you all for joining us for the Warning Track Talk podcast. We are available on multiple platforms ranging from Spotify and Google Podcast all the way to Breaker, Anchor, Radio Public, and Overcast, uh, even some others as well, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, thank you all for listening to the Warning Track Talk podcast. This has been your host, Dave and Dave.